The Today's Homeowner Radio Podcast is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Today's Homeowner with Danny Lipford, your partner in home improvement. Everyone has questions about their home. We've got the answers, and we have a few laughs along the way. Informative, entertaining, and sometimes off the wall. Home improvement has never been this much fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Danny Lipford here along with my co-host, Joe Truini. And yes, you're at the right place for the most practical, realistic, and current home improvement information you'll find anywhere. We're absolutely going to have a lot of fun this hour. We're going to talk about a tricky insulation request on an existing home, one that's going to be really hard to take care of without a little demolition. Also, another addition of when windows go bad. Yes, even the best windows can go bad. We're going to tell you what you can do about it. And also, it's almost the official start of winter. So we have our Four Seasons of Home Ownership Winter Edition checklist to share with you in just a little bit. Of course, we've got a lot of great emails that have been um, sent in this week. We appreciate all of those. And Joe, what about that simple solution? Give us a little tease. What's All coming. right. This is how to make a holiday decoration out of a I think they're called tomato cages or a tomato mm-hmm. tower, you know, those wire mm-hmm. sure. pyramid shaped things. Mm-hmm. So um, coming a little later in the show, I'll share an idea how to turn one of those into a holiday decoration. Sounds great. I also have a little confession to make that I'm Do going, you? It's going, okay. it's going to be tough, but I'm, I'm, I'm a man. I'm going to take care of this and I'll be uh, bringing that up. <laughs> I got to kind of muster up a little more energy, but uh, I'll do that in just a little while okay. as well. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. Christmas is right around the corner. I hope all of your plans and everything that ambitious list you made up a couple months ago is all working out. I hope you don't have any of that pressure that so many people put on themselves more than anything Hope you're enjoying being with your family or getting ready to be with your family. And, Joe, it's kind of a little too late to do too many big projects. But, uh, you know, some things like uh, decluttering is always right. something that you want to do. Um, and I know you um, came across an article recently that kind of points it in a in a pretty good perspective. Yeah, I mean, the holiday season, usually in springtime, you start to declutter. And the other big time is right before the holidays if you're having people over. Right, because you want the house to look as nice as possible. And maybe you're making room in closets for some extra coats that people might be wearing, so you get in there. And the basic philosophy, which is really interesting, Danny, is that rather than, and this was, this is this survey was done by some organization experts or people like, I guess that's what they do for a living, is that rather than trying to find an entire day or an entire weekend when you can declutter your whole house or declutter, let's say, even just the kitchen or your the closets in your bedroom, what they recommend is because what happens, of course, is people keep putting it off, putting it off. And then it's like an unsurmountable task. I got to spend all day trying to clean out the garage. So what they suggest is just do it piece by piece. Like every time you open, for example, let's say you open up your sock drawer and it's Mm -hmm. stuffed full of socks. You're rooting around looking for the one you want to wear and you're moving socks that you probably never wear. Well, just take out a pair or two. (laughs) You know what that reminded me of is that um, you've probably heard about this, but there's some some scientists have said like, why do people, when there's a cup full of pens, they'll pull out a pen. It won't work. It's out of ink. What do they do with it? They put it back in the cup. Like, why do people do? They never. Th- they know it doesn't work. Well, maybe it'll work next time. Yeah, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe it'll heal. Its, it'll heal itself. Yeah, it'll heal. Know? And it's, it's basically that's that. That's the philosophy. Is when you if you go in your in your junk drawer in your kitchen and you see something that you've not touched in years, just take it out. 
And you, if you do that one at a time, like every time you go to your closet, or your pantry or wherever, and just take out one or two things, because what happens is it trains your mind to look for it. Sure, you're well, looking for that one shirt sure. that you want to uh -huh. wear. But if you're in that mindset, you'll see, wait a minute, there's that pink shirt that someone bought me with the alligators on it. Why not? Right. I'm never going to wear that. Right. Take well, it well, out. Take it out. I'll, I'll tell you that uh, Sharon and I, my wife, are doing the exact thing you're talking about are right you? now. I bought two big, well, I bought about six cardboard boxes, which I didn't know cardboard boxes were so expensive these days. But yeah. I bought I bought those. I assembled one of them, taped, you know, taped it, opened up the yeah. end, and set one in her closet, one in my closet. It is rapidly getting full, one right. piece at a time, just there like you you're go. talking about. Yeah. That, you know, you have these, these drawers that are just jam-packed. Okay, well, I'm not using all of this stuff. So we start throwing in next thing you know we'll go to box number two and three and then yeah we'll be donating that in about a week so uh, well, that's the that's way to do it. it's called remember we talked about rotating the stock that, that's, that's a, right that's yeah. another way of doing it you look in the back of the drawers like why didn't you know that was back that well when you're when you're talking about um you know kind of uh eliminating and decluttering and so forth. I am in the middle of a gigantic project right now with we're moving out of our building that we've been in for oh about 16 years or what's so. what's left and, and there's a lot of stuff that we have moved through there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first phase, we sold a lot of tools. And also, I was very happy we were able to donate close to $7,000 worth of tools and materials wow. to Habitat Restore. You know, we talk about yeah. Restore a lot like this. And um, they were very nice to come over. And two big panel trucks that we filled to the brim with everything from uh, power tools to um, garden tools, uh, even desk and filing cabinets that they mm -hmm. yeah. say they can't hardly keep those these days with so many people, you know, um, doing work around their home. So we were able to do that. We also, an uh, organization called uh, Driftwood Housing that's a building small homes for the homeless. We were able to provide them about $3,000 worth of tools and also um, anything that was sold, 20% of it went to Ronald McDonald. Donald House, and we were able to present them a check for $5,000. Oh, so, you know, for uh, all of these things that, you know, kind of almost a burden and, you know, good, um, relevant things that are still valuable, but I didn't need all of that. And to convert that to a little bit of charity, um, uh, especially this time of the year, uh, it's pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm really yeah. glad of that. And they all appreciate it because, you know, they're always looking for donations and, you know, to get a windfall like that, instead of getting one saw, they probably got like 30 saws, you know. And it oh, goes, yeah. Whoever, goes stocks, the crew. The, whoever yeah. stocks their shelves, they probably go to Danny Lefford because they've got a lot of work to do right now. But, but Joe, you know, we talk about from time to time how, and homeowners are real cool about talking about, well, maybe little mistakes or mishaps that have sure. happened on things. Well, I had a little situation the Is other this the days. confession? It's, well, no, uh, that's coming up. I'm still mustering up a little more energy for okay. the confession. But so um, so we have these wooden gates. So each, um, this, you know, two gates that open up uh, to drive through into the gate. And it's it's wood. It's It was wet. It was heavy. Right. And it was sagging really bad and needed to be cut off. Well, started raining a little bit and couldn't really cut it outside. So we popped it off its hinges, took it into the little garage area there, raining really hard outside. So we cut that section off. Then we just took it and leaned it up against a garden garbage can until the rain, you know, finished off. Well, I had something, you know, we were constantly throwing things away. So I go out to throw that in the garbage can. Well, I can't get to it because the fit section is leaning on it. 
So I take my arm and my elbow kind of push the fence back a little bit through what I had to close that. (laughs) When I did, the fence shifted around and there was a nail that had backed out. You know how we talk about nails backing out of decks and fence boards and things. Well, there was one and it grabbed the right at my shoulder, my left shoulder, grabbed my shirt and then it slipped and it fell forward. Well, when it fell forward, I was uh, right behind it. It pulled you? It pulled me straight down, and my face, I almost hit the pavement with my face. Whoa. And I could not get that uh, shirt from, you know, I thought, well, I'll rip the shirt. I don't care about this old work shirt. So I'm trying to, but it wouldn't rip. So I'm I'm, I'm pinned (laughs) face down. The, The water there is about an inch deep. So I'm, I'm, I'm soaked, instantly soaked. Uh, And of course, you know, what do you think of my cell phone? I got to get my cell phone. So I'm grabbing my cell phone out, holding it up in the air. And the guy that was helping me came around the corner and going, what, what what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) I said, so give me it, get this fence off of me. So um, anyway, so I had to lift the fence, disconnect it and everything. And I was kind of humiliated at that point. I saved my phone. It's fine. Shirt's fine. Uh, everything's fine. But um, my um, my pride was hurt just a little bit there. I'm disappointed and, that he didn't pull out his cell phone. So hang on. Let me, <laughs> yeah, let me capture I, this moment. I am truly surprised he didn't. You know, hang, hang there just a minute while I'm <laughs> uh, d- drowning in the water in my own parking lot. So, so uh, the, the, yeah. the nail backed out. It was the head of the nail that hooked on the head of the nail right correct yeah the head of the nail that had snagged me like that and i couldn't get it loose for anything and and it was too heavy and it was in an awkward situation that i couldn't keep it from falling you know with it being real sudden and i wasn't right there by it but i was i was i was right there by it uh pretty quickly when it started tugging me down it's like it's like those videos you see when people save turtles they're like on their back and they're stuck and they can't flip over yeah, and, and that someone was comes me. and helps yeah. them. That was you. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that yeah. was me. But I was a turtle. I am um, face down <laughs> instead of on my back. <laughs> anyway, we've got a lot of things, a lot of fun things to talk about, a lot of things to talk about about your home and little common challenges that everybody has. And I guarantee you, we're going to share with you something during this hour of today's homeowner that you'll definitely be able to use. You're listening to today's homeowner radio. We'll be right back. Today's homeowner is brought to you by The Home Depot. How doers get more done. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. We always love to talk about all the wonderful stations that air our show all over the country, including this one in Fort Smith, Arkansas. KFPWAM 1230. Special hello to everybody in and around that part of Arkansas. Beautiful area to hang out and to travel through. And if we can help you with any challenge that you might be having around your home. Right now we're going to Iowa. Alan's on the phone. Alan, welcome to the show and tell us what's going on around your house. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. Um, I have a old house uh, built in the 1890s uh, that I purchased and I've been working to fix it. Upstairs, um, there's these uh, angle walls. They're about six and a half feet from the floor. Uh, there's an eight-foot ceiling. The angles are about two feet. And they run along the side of each room. And the, they're colder than the regular walls and ceiling. And I was wondering if there's any kind of method or way to insulate these a little better to keep some of the cold out during the winter up here. Alan, do you have access to the attic above that space? I do, but you can't get uh, into, 
you know, this uh, area where the where the roof comes down across these angle sections. Right. Are, are you able to possibly blow any insulation into those areas? Would, would it have enough access that you can put a, a hose in there and blow some insulation? There, there looked like a few areas where you could, probably could squeeze some of the wool insulation in there, possibly. Um, it's, it doesn't look like it would be easy. There's other areas where I can't see how to get it in at all. It's just the wood on the attic floor, or I guess the wood going along, mm-hmm. just goes right to the roof. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I've cleaned the attic out pretty thoroughly, 130 uh-huh. years of dust. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll bet. So, well, you know, um, it it happens a lot. It happens when people are taking, you know, building onto homes and kind of grabbing some of that space up above. They just don't provide enough insulation uh, around that perimeter. Um, And and if you have an enclosed area like that, if you can remove just maybe one board or one section, I've even done it through crown molding kind of things to blow insulation down in that wall and to fill it up. Even if you don't get every inch of the wall um, Mm -hmm. insulated, the more you put in there, the better. And also the areas that you can get to, um, you still want to make sure they're up to like 14 inches of insulation. But uh, uh, applying anything to the wall or something like that, um, I just don't know if it would be worth the expense. Yeah, Alan, I agree. That doesn't ever work like applying foam or something. I mean, it's better than nothing, but not really worth it. So if I'm understanding correctly, you have six feet of wall and then a flat ceiling above, and they're connected by an angled section that's only two feet long, two feet wide, I guess? Yes. How long is the whole room? Um, The rooms are probably about 15 feet. um, Okay. Yeah, they're pretty long. And is this plaster, you think, the original plaster, or is this been drywall? Yeah, Yeah, plaster. It's original plaster. Okay. Well, that would certainly be a lot of work. The, The permanent solution would be to take out that section. If it was drywall, it would be easy, but take out that two-foot-long section because you're not removing the whole room of all the plaster, which makes it easy. It's only mm-hmm. two feet. It is 16 feet long, but it's only two feet. Remove it all, expose that entire cavity, do what you ever need to do, and then you could put in drywall or blue board, which they can then plaster over if you want to keep the original look. Blue board is essentially drywall. It has a blue paper on it that's specifically designed for plastering over, um, but I would probably just do normal sheetrock and, you know, drywall and then just prime it and paint it. That would be, you know, if there's no other access, that would give you 100% access if you want to consider that much work. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Uh, is there such a thing as insulating wallpaper by chance? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, yeah, yeah, it's four inches thick. No, um, it, but if you come up with an invention like that, let us know because that would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the tips. Yeah. All right. Wish we could help you a little bit more, but uh, it'll definitely be worth your time to to take care of that because it's not just the the winter time. You'll be saving money. You'll be saving, you know, uh, those utility bills uh, all year long. And Alan, thanks so much for being with us here on today's Home on the Radio. Thank you, sir. Okay, our pleasure. Yeah, that's a little bit of an unusual situation to have a essentially a knee wall at six foot high. Usually they're four uh-huh. feet high. Well, so many times you're trying to get as much space as you can, and, you know, you sacrifice yeah. a lot of times on really insulating um, what you need to. Joe, okay, well, I'm ready to let you know. All right. Uh, all right, so we talked about this over the years a little bit, and it's all to do with pronunciation. Now, naturally, it's not unknown that uh, people that live in the north and people that live in the south, uh, uh, you know, maybe pronounce things slightly different, but this particular uh, word is more of the global nature. Now, okay. my whole life I have said sauna. It's a sauna. Right. You go to the sauna room. You claim a different pronunciation, which is sauna. 
Sauna. Sauna. So, like owl, sauna. like like O W and then it's not spelled O W, but that's well, the sound like sauna. It has been pointed out to me that you are correct. And I have hold been Hold on, hold on. I'm getting a little down. <laughs> Let me sit down. Can yes, we get sir. that on a loop? You Danny are says, correct that I am okay. wrong that the correct pronunciation is the way you have sauna. tried to sh- sauna. Sa- sa- sauna. <laughs> Don't uh, hurt yourself. I know it's I've hurt my tongue right now. Um, <laughs> but I can tell you this. I have one of these things sitting in my garage right this minute, ready to be assembled. I bought it. I kept kept thinking about it. And then uh, someone sent me an article, and then I kind of cross-referenced and read again. I can't believe how healthy those things are. Oh, they're very healthy, yeah. When you you talk about, you know, the the aspect of getting rid of the toxins, and you talk about the low in the blood pressure, and you talk about a little weight loss thing. I mean, you go on and on and on, like everything I need in my life. Yeah. Um, uh, other than banana pudding is in <laughs> that uh, sauna. So you can have the pudding afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that because I just took a sauna yesterday or day before, day before yesterday, we took a sauna. It's, I hadn't taken one um, in a while because I usually only take them in the winter, although the Finns, people from Finland, they take them year round. But mm-hmm. so you bought one of the kits. Yeah, I bought one of the kits oh, and read, read a lot about it and a lot of the yeah. things. We have a place we're going to put it um, in the little cubby in our garage. And I'm very surprised. Only a, a 110 outlet necessary, a no ventilation is necessary, nope. uh, you know, nope. uh, very attractive. I mean, it's got a lot of oh, glass they're beautiful, and, aren't they? yeah. and, and all that. So um, so it, it'll it, it'll also uh, test our marriage a bit uh, as we assemble <laughs> this thing that's supposed to take 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, probably at the two hour mark, we'll be we'll be hitting each other with hands and stuff, but um, <laughs> but they say once you get it together, you're done. You know, you can move yeah. it as a unit if you wish, and very easy to to put together. So so there, I got it oh, off my chest, for you. and I feel a lot better now. So now you're going to be pronouncing it correctly, and people are going to be trying to correct you. Like, what the heck is a sauna? I, I never heard of a sauna before. I yeah, know. yeah, I, I discovered them. I think I mentioned to you, I discovered them during a, a press junket. I went to a Finland, and for about eight days, and that's where I learned about saunas. And they invent the Finns actually invented it. So um, yeah, you're gonna love. It. You know, I mean, I know you're in Alabama, South Alabama, but it does get cold enough. Yeah. Um, but like I said, once you're in there, you know, it doesn't matter what the outdoor temperature is. You right, still exactly. Benefit, so still get the same benefit. So I'm looking forward to that. So you, that got just... the, you got the rocks in there that you're going to pour the water over that's halfway right. through. That's right. yeah, yeah, good. So, you know, that's one of the things as I'm moving towards retirement and everything. I said, okay, well, yeah. that's something I've always wanted. And, and of course, we've been fishing a lot. The fishing has been really good around the uh, the boat dock and so forth. Right. And I uh, decided to do something I've never done, always wanted to do. You know, the New Orleans Jazz Fest is, a you know, a, like a 10-day, quite the extravaganza, yes. musical event yeah. of the year type of thing. And uh, so that's coming up. We're actually going to make an RV trip out of it. You know, New Orleans is only a couple hours away from me. Right. And uh, so waiting for the announcements of the group because they'll sell the tickets. They'll sell out without even announcing who's going to be there. Hmm. You know, it's just so well established. Yeah. But they did announce a little group uh, just recently, uh, some group uh, called the Rolling Stones. Really? So the Stones are going to be there? The Rolling Stones are going to be at the Jazz Fest. I'm on my I am going to get my tickets. Um, that wow. going to sell in the next day or so. And uh, and then there's no telling who else. I mean, you know, it's yeah. an unbelievable event. Wow, so. that sounds amazing. Now, did you um, reserve your spot for the camper already? Because that would be important. Yeah, yeah, we did yeah. We did that. And strangely mm-hmm. enough, it's uh, just north of the French Quarter. So it'll be interesting to stay. Okay, we're covering all kinds of subjects, aren't we, here on today's Homeowner Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about when windows go bad. You might be experiencing some problems with your windows. Stay tuned. We'll tell you what needs to be done. You're listening 
listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Pavestone, creating beautiful landscapes, and by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for our best new product segment brought to you by the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You know, when you're buying flooring, it's important to investigate more than just the appearance of the material. Durability is another key in any flooring decision. And that's what makes the new LifeProof Rigid Core Click Lock Luxury Vinyl Flooring such a great find. It's embossed to look and feel just like authentic hardwood, but it also features a 22 mil wear layer, so it continues to look good for years to come. Now, if you are a DIYer, Installation is easy because it features a pre-attached underlayment, so you can just drop it, click the lock, and tap it into place. And cleaning your floor has never been easier. There's no waxing. All you need to do is just sweep, vacuum, or damp mop with a pH-neutral cleaner. Now, for more information on this life-proof 22-mil click-lock luxury vinyl plank flooring, log on to Home Depot. Dot com. Still advances in flooring are happening and continuing to happen, especially in the vinyl plank flooring uh, arena. It just seems like they keep uh, more and more of it. It's probably uh, the most popular floor oh, in yeah, the country far. right now yep. for, a, for a lot of reasons. It can You can put it in a lot of different areas. I'll put it in laundry rooms, living mm-hmm. rooms, game rooms, just about anything really holds up well. If you follow instructions, just like any other product that you might be installing. Yeah, and what the show here is that they're making it as easy as possible and having the pre attached underlayment means you don't have to roll something else out and deal with that so uh yeah it could be any easier in the 22 mil a mil by the way we often use the use the term mil mil if you're not familiar that's one thousandth of an inch so you think well what's 22 mil still seems thin well it's thin except other floors has three or four mil wear layers so this is like four or five times thicker and that's what you need on that floor let's go back to the today's homeowner hotline sal is on the phone we, uh, from missouri uh welcome to the show and uh, tell us what's going on around your house uh hello hello there um i have uh i don't know i, I hope that you have the picture of the certainty double hung windows that uh yes uh-huh. yep we're, we're looking at them right now so i got them right up there Okay, we bought them uh, about 20 years ago and had them installed. And um, uh, I don't know if that's uh, like a, a bushing or something in there between the two double panes. This is a this is a vinyl window, I assume, Sal. Yes, this is a vinyl vinyl okay. window, and it looks like a. a a rubber band or something exploding there or something. A gasket, yeah. And um, I don't know what. How do I go about? What do I just take that out and take it somewhere, or would I try to fix it myself? What, or, now, are uh, you are you experiencing any um, kind of fogginess or scaling inside the panes that, that's kind of obstructing your view in any way? Uh, no, I didn't. I haven't seen that. 
Well, that's good. Yeah, because usually it'll, you know, it'll sweat in there and it just uh, builds up a kind of a scaliness that you just can't get to. So it ends up, you know, being a very aggravating, unattractive look to it. But if the seal that uh, is broken that contained the air or the argon gas uh, between the two panes, if it's broken, uh, really the only thing you can do is replace that window. Now, um, this is a very common thing for um, glass companies that can come out. They have special tools. They do it all the time. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not a, a real safe kind of a, a do-it-yourself project because glass is glass. So they have suction cups. They have all kinds of ways. They'll come out and measure it. And then a couple weeks later, they'll have the the, the, the new vacuum-sealed piece available. They'll come out and take the old one out, put the new one in, only takes them just a short amount of time. And they're most of the time it's fairly reasonable in cost. And I think that's really, we've tried all kinds of methods and talked to all kinds of people in taking care of these without removing them, but we've never found a solution um, other than just basically replacing the entire unit, not the window, just the glass section itself. Oh, I see. Okay, and that's just just call any glass company and have them come out. Yeah, and- I, yeah, I'd, I'd call around and ask a few of them and tell them the situation and ask them if is that something that they've dealt with a lot because some glass companies will be primarily commercial um, installers and you don't necessarily want those. You want someone that routinely works on a lot of residential um, scenarios. Okay, that sounds very good. Um, I can I. I tell you, I'm going to miss your guys' show and everything. I oh. hate to, I hate oh, to see so. you retire, but I do. I I I know what I know what it's like. I, I you probably can't do another 25 years, can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many things on my list that I want to do. I've enjoyed it and still enjoy it, uh, but it's tough behind the scenes as far as all of the travel and all of the things that you have to do to keep a media company rolling. And, and, uh, I, you know, um, we just decided to, uh, to go out on top and, um, and, and hold our head high. Well, uh, God bless you. And I'm, I'm glad I got to talk to you all and I'm glad that you help people. Because uh, every little bit helps that uh, you make make somebody's day by figuring out something for them. Well, thank you, Sal. I certainly appreciate that, Sal. And uh, it is, you know, this one of the things that we try to tell everybody that, you you know, if you have a little bit of talent, you can just spend a little bit of time helping a few people out. Man, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, you know, someone that's maybe used to be able to do all the work themselves and maybe they can't now for whatever reason to step in and do just a few projects here and there. I'm not talking about building an addition onto a home, but just a few of the simple things that'll make everybody a lot happier. And that's something I've always enjoyed doing personally and and certainly through the media and being able to reach a lot of people throughout the country. But I appreciate those uh, kind words, and I certainly hope everything goes well on your windows and any other project that you tackle around your home. Oh, I, I could talk to you all, all day about home improvement. Stuff like <laughs> well, we love doing that as well. But thanks so much, Sal, for being with us here on today's Homeowner, and, and uh, I wish you the best of luck in the future. And you too. All right. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Another really kind listener. We appreciate all of those great emails and and voicemails that we've been getting. It it does mean a lot to us, and we listen and read every single one of them. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back.
Today's homeowner is brought to you by Wizard Screen Solutions. Find out more at wizardscreens.com. And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. I'm Danny Lifford, along with my co-host Joe Truini. And we're just a few days away from the official start of winter. So a perfect time for us to share with you our four seasons of homeownership winter checklist. If you've heard the checklist before, and so many people download this from todayshomeowner.com slash four seasons, uh, you'll, you'll know that what we've done here is to create a very manageable list that we encourage you to do each change of season. And that'll pretty much uh, help you keep up with what's probably your biggest investment, your home. Right now, we're going right into the top 10 must-dos. And of course, one of the first things and one of the most important things is to change that heating system filter. Make sure you've got a good fresh filter because you'll be spending a lot more time inside. Indoor air quality is extremely important. While you're at it, clean the kitchen range hood filter. A lot of people don't even realize there's one there or forget about it. And uh, most of the ones that you have are very easy to remove, don't require any tools. Pop it right in your uh, dishwasher, and that'll make a big difference in filtering all of those uh, toxins and odors that you have in your kitchen range. You also want to clean all baseboard heaters if you have hot water baseboard heat. Um, the best thing to do is to pop off that front panel. It just unclips, and what it does is it exposes the heating element, which is a copper pipe typically with aluminum fins, and those get completely clogged with dust and dirt. And so you want to clean that out. You want to clean the area underneath it very carefully with a vacuum cleaner. Um, also change the water and ice maker filter. Danny often talks about how many filters are in a house, and most people don't realize that the that if you have a ice dispenser and ice maker in your refrigerator, it has a filter. So you definitely want to clean that. Now, also want to remind you that you can download all of this very easily by going to todayshomeowner.com slash four seasons. And all of this is brought to you by our friends at the Home Depot, how doers get more done. And of course, anything that we talk about here, um, any of the materials that are needed are waiting for you right now at your local Home Depot. Number five on the list is thoroughly clean, oil, and prepare your snowblower for winter. Uh, Hopefully you've already done this. If not, this is a good reminder to go ahead and make sure it's in really good shape before that first heavy, heavy snow that hits your house. Also, gather tools and supply for removing ice from walkways and driveways. Make sure you have everything you need there for quick thawing and to prevent anybody from slipping and falling on any icy areas. Make sure you have everything there ready to go. And inspect the washing machine hoses. You have two of them, one for the hot water, one for the cold water right behind your washing machine. And if there are rubber hoses, and that's what typically comes with the machine from the factory, replace them with stainless steel, braided stainless steel. They're much stronger. Um, So even if they look like they're in good shape because the last thing you want is those things to bust in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. So inspect those and replace them if necessary. Also, you'll want to make sure that any water lines that you have access to and hose bibs that you insulate them properly. You want to make sure that any water line that's running through an uninsulated area of your home has a nice insulation foam over it. And again, your outdoor hose bibs, you're able to change those out and have that ready to go during that first freeze. And ceiling fans, you have to change the rotation of ceiling fans to clockwise. And what that'll do is that'll circulate any warm air that's trapped because warm air rises, right? And it gets trapped against the ceiling. And what it does, it'll wash that air up and over. And that warm air that you've paid for will wash down the walls and keep the room a lot warmer. So the way to switch those is either a switch on the remote 
to switch the rotation or on the ceiling fan itself on the how on the motor housing you'll see a little slide switch just move that also you want to prepare any portable or standby generators you want to make sure they're running properly you want to check them make sure you have gas if it's a portable one because um, you don't want them not to work when you need them so uh, keep them in fact they recommend danny for the the standby generators usually kick on you know, by themselves on a stand. So they're mm -hmm. always, they run, they test themselves. But for portable ones, they recommend once a month, crank them mm -hmm. up, plug mm -hmm. in a tool, make sure it's working. And of course, you want to make sure the fuel is fresh as well. And now that uh, sounds like an awful lot of work on that top 10 must-do list, but, you know, we're talking about less than one day, and you don't have to do it all at one time. And your cost is only going to be about $120 for the whole thing. So very easy, very manageable, very economical to really make sure you take care of these things to prepare your house for winter. And again, you can go to todayshomeowner.com slash four seasons and download the entire list and see videos, articles, step-by-step uh, -step on how to do each and every one of these particular things. And all of this brought to you by our friends at Home Depot, how doers get more done. It's, it, you know, sometimes people think, Joe, ah, how, what can that really do? How can that really help? But boy, right. if you really, like we've seen, and we've gotten hundreds of emails where people are saying, you know, I've gone to your your list, your four seasons of home ownership. I've downloaded the list and I've stuck to it. And now I can tell that um, my house is in much better shape than it's ever been. Yep. And I just feel a whole lot better about it in general. Yeah. And we often say, if you catch these little repairs before they become troublesome, they're a lot easier to make and they cost you almost nothing. You often do it yourself. And and coming up is our simple solution. Yep, it's simple solution time. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Duck Brand Weatherization Products. And it's time for our Simple Solutions segment right now. Joe's got another good one for us. What do you have, Joe? All right, Danny, here's how to make a holiday decoration from a tomato cage. Sometimes they're called tomato towers. They're those pyramid kind of shaped wire racks that you put over a tomato plant so the tomato grows up and kind of attaches to this thing so it doesn't flop, plant doesn't flop over. So if you look at them, they kind of look like our Christmas tree, right? So what you can do is take these and wrap the cage with garland. And you can either use real garland or pine garland, or you can use the fake garland. Um, and you wrap it all the way around, you know, spacing them pretty tightly together and then you can add lights or ornaments or bows or anything like that to decorate it and and these you know usually these something like this you might put on a porch or a back deck or patio or someplace like that you can use them indoors certainly but usually they're used for outdoors and you can also if you buy three of these cages and you can use wire cutters to cut them to three different heights then you kind of group them together so it looks like three little trees all decorated. Um, and it's really a pretty cool effect. I mean, when you first look at it, it's hard to tell what it is. Um, so if you have any uh, tomato cages that you've taken out of your garden, try making a holiday decoration out of them. Boy, that's a simple and easy project right there. You may yeah. even, you know, take some paint and, and paint it before you start decorating it if you want a kind of a different shade to it. But uh, I like that. I, I like that simple solution. Well, Joe, uh, you know, with a little bit of extra time on my hands, uh, from a little bit, I'm, uh, uh, if I myself Googling a lot of things. I absolutely okay. love trivia and I love things like that. So, you know, I've often had people say, well, you know, your last name Lipford is kind of unusual. You, you know, um, where did that come from? And are there very huh. many around? So 
I Googled how many Lipfords there are in the United States. So how many how many of us do you think are out there in the United States? Well, I know you're responsible for about 20% of them, no matter what the number is. Um, You know, I'm always surprised at how many names there are. Like, you think your name's unusual, then you Google Mm -hmm. it. I would say, like, in the States, Lipfords, I mean, are we talking about hundreds of thousands? I have no idea. Uh, 2,638. 2,638. Okay. And and I, I I can remember checking this many many years ago, and it was about seventeen hundred. So you know we're we're going. Well, that's we're, that's the influence we're, of we're you and of having three daughters over, yeah, taking yeah. over the, the world here. Over, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, what about this Truini? What about this name Truini? I, I bet there's less have, than twenty eight hundred. I certainly have never met uh, any others other than you. So right. how many how many are there? Now this is the internet, so I can't say vouch for this hundred percent. But right. how Did many you do that? you think in the United States? In the U.S., uh-huh. I would say a hundred. A hundred and twenty-eight. Well, there you go. Really, one hundred twenty-eight. Ninety-one of them live in New York. Yeah, that's, that's where I and, came from. Yeah. And and about twenty-five live in Connecticut, and the rest of yeah. them are uh, in federal penitentiaries. <laughs> I was so, just going to say, <laughs> no, they're, no. In, they're in insane asylums in the rubber rooms. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. That, that's all I got. One hundred twenty-eight total, ninety-one in New York, and yeah. then the rest of it, it did say. Uh, Isn't that next, interesting? Most is in Connecticut where you live, but yeah, anyway, that, those are all that my kind of little. Yeah. I mean. Trivia is uh, it, it always interests me with it. You can, yeah. the, the resource that you have there, and of course you have to you know take it with a grain of salt that it may be accurate or not accurate or it's whatever. Pretty close, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, thanks for that. I now that I have to buy more Christmas cards. <laughs> hey, I want to remind you where you can see a lot of today's homeowner television. Go to todayshomeowner.com/stream, and you can see where we're on a lot of different platforms like Roku, Pluto, Freeview. Uh, also, if you have an LG Smart TV, check out Channel 476. It's 24 hours a day of today's homeowner television. And you can see a lot other ones at a lot of other streaming channels. Again, todayshomeowner.com slash stream to be able to find out exactly where we are right now. That's kind of where we'll be concentrating between todayshomeowner.com, uh, our website, as well as our streaming platforms. And, of course, checking in with Chelsea.com. Uh, she's still doing videos and, and a lot of other blog posts. So uh, we're not going away completely, just kind of reducing the workload a little bit, changing it up. That's going to pretty much wrap up the first hour of today's Homeowner Radio. I'm Danny Lippert, along with my buddy Joe Truini. Thanks so much for spending some of your busy weekend with us here at today's Homeowner Radio.